All right, so this is attempt number two at recording this intro. Oh, I got all the way through it and realized, hey, you didn't press record on your microphone, so you're just going to get the shitty laptop microphone, and that is not what this thing is all about. So it's Wednesday, January 15th. We are halfway through January. If you missed my big announcement or you don't follow me on Instagram or Facebook, whatever, I or my wife and I are having a baby boy. We're having a little boy and um, we are super excited uh, thank you, everyone, for all the well witches and the comments and all that good stuff. Super psyched. It's nice to actually be able to talk about it rather than have to edit out full chunks of conversations in my podcast with people um, because we were not announcing it right away. But uh, but here we are. We're doing April. So that's that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Having a baby. So... <clears throat> So make sure you sign up for that Patreon account. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Patreon, if you everyone should have gotten their stickers by now. If you haven't updated your address, then I don't know where to send it. So um, your best bet, if you want one, and you're you're signed up to Patreon, is to send me a either Facebook message or an email. Best bet is the email, which is after the gig pod at gmail.com. I don't always see Facebook messages and because uh, I have those notifications turned off because they were ruining too many recording sessions. Um, but if you want a sticker, just ask. Just send me just send me a, uh, a message and we'll figure it out. So let's go through a couple questions first. And, uh, you know, I've already done this once today. So I woke up at 730 today to get ready for my trip that I have tonight, which I'm flying, I'm flying from Providence to Richmond and then doing the tour down Florida and then doing the rock boat. So I literally have not put anything in my bag yet. I'm doing finishing laundry now. I have a ton of errands to do, ton of stuff. We've we've been putting together our baby's room. Um, so I've been trying to just get things in order before I leave for two weeks. So that has been stressful, but we're doing it now, and uh, and things are looking good. I'm, I got my last little laundry in the dryer, and then I have to just go do a couple quick errands. But, you know, that's so boring. You don't want to hear about that. So a couple questions on the Patreon or via um, email. Aaron Lloyd asks uh, or says, I hope your new year is treating you well. Given your big announcement, sound like it's going to be a great one. Um, you mentioned maybe doing live stream leading up to the rock boat for questions. I am hopefully going to be doing that. Um, it just takes a little bit of planning ahead and uh, seeing what the guys want to do. So I'd love to involve red wanting blue guys. Um, I'd love to involve um, uh, alternate routes. That's if Eric wants to be cool. Um, and also, yeah, it just takes a little bit of playing ahead. I would love to do that. Can't do it on the boat because of internet and stuff, but um, hopefully I'll be getting a bunch of interviews, talking to a bunch of people on the boat, and uh, it'll be great. 
it'll be great. I'm really looking forward to it. I've already have some people confirmed to do, to do the podcast on the boat and I won't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Wondering what advice you have for first time rock boaters. Um, just, just go see as, as much music as you possibly can. Don't chill out in your cabin. You paid a lot of money to be there. If you drink, get a drink package, whatever it is. Um, because you don't use, you don't use a credit card on the boat. You use your, they give you a boat card, like a little boat ID that your credit card is attached to. So it's so easy to overspend when you're on the boat. It's so, so easy. I know so many times and so many people have gotten off the boat and they're like, Oh my God, I spent $2,000 and that's real. So make sure you have a budget. You have that planned ahead. That's, that's kind of number one for me. Um, yeah, I mean, just have fun, have fun. Don't be afraid to like go out and mix it up with other people. There's going to be so many people out there that are having a good time. Just have fun, meet people, um, make friends. It's such, it's such a community. Um, this is only my second time. So I'm hopefully, I think I'll know a lot more people there. I'll know a lot more of the bands and a lot more of the personnel. So I think it'll be a little bit more, more, uh, laid back and relaxed for me. But the first time I was on the rock boat, that's how I met carbon leaf. And now I'm in carbon leaf. So kind of crazy. Um, so who knows? Maybe if you're on the boat, you can be in carbon leaf too. So anything you wish you would have packed, make sure you have a bathing suit. Make sure you're like, you know, you got your comfy clothes. If you like to exercise, um, make sure you bring sneakers. There's like a track that goes kind of around the whole boat. I think there's a gym there too. Um, make sure, make sure you have like medications you need. Um, it's a bummer to get on the, on the boat. Like if you, I get motion sickness, so I wear the patches behind my ears. So make sure that you have the, all the stuff that you need. Think ahead, please make sure that you bring your passport. I have a passport card, which is good for these cruises. So I don't have to bring the actual book and risk losing that. I thought about bringing the book instead or just in case, cause it makes me nervous, but I don't know. I'm just bringing the card. Um, so there's that. Um, oh, make sure that you, you bring something like nice, nice to wear for go. People don't think they think that they're just out on the boat for vacation, but there's like nice restaurants. Sometimes people like to get up and dress a little fancy and, and just kind of do their thing like that. So make sure you bring, you know, nice pairs of shoes, whatever, like dress, you know, not necessarily like I, I would never bring like a suit or anything if I was a guy, but what, what does that even mean? If I, if I am, I am a guy and I don't bring a suit on the rock boat. I don't. And even if I was, I don't know what I'm about to say. So, um, yeah, just make sure you have something that you can, you can go out in and feel nice and whatever. Um, any carbon leaves related surprises or group mashups you're allowed to mention? Nope. Not allowed to mention anything, but there are some fun things that are going to happen that are out of the ordinary special for the rock boat. So you can be excited, but I can't tell you shit. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate the questions. Hopefully that helped. Um, 
<laughs> Nicole asks about tickets and uh, kind of like the best way to buy tickets to shows and stuff like that. What's the best way to help out the band financially? Definitely like any kind of merch thing. And you mentioned here if cash or credit is better. Cash is always better. It's definitely better. You don't have to pay the transaction fees or whatever for credit. Um, but if 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 it's between you paying credit or not buying anything, pay credit. Buy something. It oh it it helps. So I think just buying a anything, if it's a sticker, a CD, if it's something that you're going to gift. The t-shirts are super nice now. They're not like shitty, scratchy t-shirts. They're really nice, soft t-shirts. Um, so you can wear them out. It's cool. The designs are cool. I wear mine around, around home. I have t-shirts from other artists that I know, other bands, and I wear them all the time. So there's that. Best way to buy tickets, go to the band's website. Number one, if there's no link there, go to the um, go to the website of the venue. Bands usually have guarantees, which are based on tiered systems. So if you sell 75%, you get a bonus plus your guarantee. And then you get, if you sell out, you get another bonus plus that, you know, your guarantee. So you can't really the fans will never know like what deal the band is getting. Just know that if you're in a good market and there's a lot of people at the show, they're getting a guarantee. And if they sell out, they're going to get more money and all that's based off ticket price and all that stuff. And it's settled at the end of the night. Um, but basically the more tickets that get sold, the more money that the band makes potentially. But thank you. I appreciate you um, caring about that. And uh, I'm hopefully going to be having, I haven't updated my personal website yet, jessehumphrey.com. It still says 2019 information on there. So hopefully during this next couple of weeks, I will be updating that while on the road. But I will hopefully be starting a uh, online store and having a couple of t-shirts available. So to help me out, if you don't want to do the Patreon, you want to get something like, you know, like a t-shirt or something in return, then you'll be able to do that. And I just need to think of some cool ideas, something that I, I'm just trying to think of something I would wear. Um, if I would wear it, I'm usually like a J crew, like nondescript kind of person. So if I kind of take that approach to a podcast t-shirt. I'm trying to think of what that looks like really, because it has to say something on it. Anyway, thank you very much, Nicole, for the questions and the concern. I appreciate that. Um, Michael Gordy, he asks if, uh, if there's any talk of carbon leaf making a new music video, we haven't done anything like, like, and, and you say you've watched the learn to fly, um, video a bunch of times that vi I don't think there'll be really anything like that, like a production based around a story. We've talked about doing something like that, but we have done a lot of live performance video last year and which hasn't been released yet. Um, we did a whole concert. We, we taped a whole concert at the, uh, at, at the, 
the Jefferson in Charlottesville. We did a bunch of just other video stuff um, that we are very excited to get out there in the world in 2020 uh, and hopefully 2021. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, I've had the pleasure of being able to listen to the, the, some new music that's coming out um, over and over again, just making sure everything's right. And we're all just trying to get it all perfect to, to get out there for everybody. So that is very exciting. But yes, there's new, there's new stuff on the horizon. Maybe nothing like a, uh, kind of, kind of like a story. I don't know what you call that. Um, like a regular music video, but it'll be like more like performance based. <clears throat> um, let's see. Yeah. Thanks for all the questions. I appreciate it. Everybody. Um, that's really, really awesome. Um, but on to today's episode. So today I have the great Jessica Martin. Jessica has been managing and tour managing for many, many years. Um, she manages Stephen Kellogg right now and she has a new client and Brian Dunn who was on the episode last week. I planned it that way. Um, but Jessica is just super fun, super awesome. We like to kid around with each other, uh, give each other little jabs every now and then. You'll see that in the episode, um, or you'll hear that in the episode. But I really, really hope you enjoy it. She has a lot of great insights on how um, her end of the business works and what she does personally. Um, because for, for so long, I didn't know what she did. I had no idea. I'm just kidding. Um, but she helped me out a lot when I was first starting to like negotiate, um, pay and stuff for, for tours and stuff like that. She would kind of hold my hand through the process and guide me through. And she taught me a lot and, um, I'll still go to her if I have questions or anything, um, pertaining to those sorts of things or just whatever. She's just great to sit down and have a heart to heart with too. Um, but I hope you enjoy this conversation with Jessica Martin. This episode will be featuring a little bit of music by uh, Stephen Kellogg and uh, a couple of new tracks by Brian Dunn off of his upcoming record. So I hope you enjoy those. Uh, the names of those tunes will be in the description of this episode. And that's it. That is it. Moving on to this thing. Enjoy this conversation with Jessica Martin. Jackets that don't fit Guitars with old strings That you set on a wall Waiting on a friend And truly you tried But you couldn't make time All of them Lately you've been staying home Waiting now the So tell me how do I How do you, how are you talking to a microphone? No, I just, how does, how do you get so popular? Where, like where, yeah, how do you get so popular? <laughs> Tell me about the proximity, Whose where's the audio is bad, and where does it work? See I where the like, microphone ends, where your, your hand's holding it, and it ends up here? 
put your mouth near that. And I'm talking distance from this screen to this. Nothing. It won't. Like, I, I doctor it up so much. Okay. You're not even going to. It's, you think it sounds bad or you're like, this, this room sounds terrible, but. Good, great. So, I mean, it can really only go up from here. So true. So, what's the deal with all the fucking nicknames? I don't get it. You I mean, why do I give so many nicknames? Well, you give a lot of nicknames. Yeah. Steven gives nicknames. Yeah. Where, where does this bullshit come from? I think from our family. Mm. So, our, growing up, our dads who are brothers from right. the same family. That's how cousin work. cousins work. That's how cousins work, yeah. We'll draw it out. Um, <laughs> they, it's just a very nickname-heavy family. So okay. we just grew up around, that's what you do. You get no to matter know someone, how the nicknames make, make that person feel, it doesn't matter. It right. matters. I mean, I would say if, some, if, I had, if I gave a nickname and mm-hmm. someone came to me and said, I really don't like that you call me that, I would not do that. See, if they I, made a point of coming I'm to me and saying... I'm not convinced that you would. Me? Yeah. Actually, you, I'm not so sure of. Steven, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whatever it is, that's what it is. I will say, though, there are some nicknames where up in your mind, in your heart and your mind, they fit the person and the feeling was so right when you gave it that it kind of becomes their name and it's hard to switch Disassociate. it off and then right. call them by something else. And also giving someone a nickname, uh, it's a, it's, it, it's kind of endears them to you. It's right. like, it, it really brings you into this loving, familiar place. Right. Well, it also, and you have a whole separate thing with that, with that person. And it's like boots speaking of boots. Cause he's playing right now. Yeah. I can't call him Brian. You know who gave him boots? I feel probably you. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a good you know, nickname. Yeah, it's a great nickname. It's a great nickname. It's, it's a great nickname. It's stuck. But and, and so, I'm sorry, I interrupted. So you were saying no, you can't fine. look at him and I, see I can't. Brian. I can't, I can't look at him and see Brian Factor. I see Boots Factor. Yeah. But I don't see Brian Factor. Absolutely. Brian is Brian Factor is dead. Yeah. It's Boots. Has, lives. It's Boots. For, Boots has become his biblical name. Yeah. That is it. So what are we doing? What, what is this? I feel like this interview, this sit-down chat, has mm-hmm. been years in the making. It has. Um, even before the pot, I had a podcast. You knew. But what do you want to talk about? You wanted. This could go anywhere. To have Jessica K. Martin come sit with That's you. That's right. Uh, how do they normally start? Do you introduce me, no. or does that come later? No, you don't. I just like people to figure it out on their own. They do a their DIY. research. No, I, I, I do an introduction. I'll introduce you. I'll say some probably things of bad taste about when you. When you, before you put it up, you do your little like, this is me alone in my house, getting it ready to go. Have you ever? Yes. Have you ever listened to this show? Yeah, I have. I just don't, I don't, but I can't see because it's a podcast. So I don't know what you're, where it's at or what how you're do, You want to know what, where and how I do it? No, Those I didn't secrets. know if the in- <laughs> If any, oh, I don't want knew, you to divulge secrets. If everyone knew that, then no. everyone oh, would do it. They would leave. They'd be yeah, out of here. I figured something out that I don't want people to know about, and fair that's enough. it. That's totally fair. Moving on. So no, I do. Uh, yeah, I do an intro from my from my house. It's my home, little home studio situation, home and mm-hmm. then and then that's how I put it all together on I a computer it. with a laptop and machines. Great. 
good machinery so you're asking me what i want to talk about or yeah, have yeah. you done research and you have stuff you want to talk to me about well and there's, then I go. there's only i only know a few things about you okay you're a manager you have a you have a company called marionette management that's that true. you have a bunch of very sweet people that work for you yeah um who i couldn't get on the podcast they were my first choices <laughs> and um and you have a bunch of kids yeah and you're in newport right now mm-hmm. and that's that's about it so we got four minutes we got five minutes out of it that sounds good thanks for having me on no problem anytime (laughs) um why well first of all i guess i will ask you when did you start managing steven what was this a thing that started naturally were you like i could do this and steven was like okay no one else will do it. Might as well have my family do it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but I did it happen kind of naturally. Were you trying to get in the music business before that? Like, so I was in the music your business for problem? ten years before that. Really? I was a tour manager for a decade before I started managing. For who? For Steven and for a bunch of other pickup things. I did some. Um, uh, some Pat McGee, some of the members of Dispatch, different little tours here and there. Okay. But, I mean, Steven tours so hard, especially yeah. back in the 2005. This was, the, tour managing for Steven was my first job. Really? Yeah. How old so were you? I got, I was right out of college. I got my last 30 credits at the University of Massachusetts Amherst okay. through an independent study as his tour manager when I was 20. So were you involved when he was playing at Amherst and doing the college thing? Uh, you, guys, you guys were there at the same time, right? I'm, No, I'm six years younger. Okay. So I, I was in that. high school when he was playing college parties. And, okay. um, and I, went, I grew up in Amherst, so I went to Amherst High School. So I would just go over, go to some of these parties, hang out with him. Yeah. Um, and as he went through college and after college, he started t- you know, taking it a little more seriously, doing after he was done working for... Um, the Iron Horse, he Mm -hmm. started, he just did this as his full-time job. I'm going to play shows. But he would do like the Weekend Warrior style, Boston, Philly, New York, D.C., all in one kind of like Thursday through Sunday jam. And I was at, by that time I was at UMass. Yeah. And he would ask me to come along with him and sell his one CD or, you know, keep him company in the car. Right, right. And I would do that. And then I figured out People had a job doing that. Doing that thing. Doing that thing. Selling the merch and doing the taking care of the logistics and all that stuff. And he was just a solo guy opening for fill in the blank people back then or doing his cobbling his own stuff together. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was awesome. And as co- my college wore on, he got bigger and started touring a lot. And the Sixers formed, and my first job was tour managing them. Hmm. But that was, you know, 200 plus dates a year. That's a lot. So it is a lot. So it doesn't leave a lot of room for anything else. But when we would take time off, I would fill in and do things for other artists that we would meet along the way. What is it that you liked about it so much early on? I've always loved being around music. I don't play any instruments, but while I was tour managing, I did um, all of his guitar teching, changing all his strings, Steven's strings and stuff like that. I learned about 
um, the whole crew side of the industry. Stephen couldn't do that himself? Or? <laughs> he could do it himself. <laughs> but did I do a great job at it? Yes. Well, yes, stuck, I did. You stuck I did. around. I did. Okay. I did. Um, so I did... I loved being around. I love that there was a spot for someone to be in the music industry, to be that close to music, mm. but not be a musician. I could be part of okay. the, the, I was just as important You're to, doing everything to other, the operation. other than being on stage playing right. songs. I also loved the, mm. I love a good hang. And I love, mm. not that the road is just a hang, but I love a good when there's a good, I mean, I love a good laugh. I yeah. love a good, like, let's kick back and have fun. I can work hard, but there's a lot of this, like, you spend a lot of time in the van. Yeah. And being able to just hang and, and keep everything together, that it, I, there was, I just brought a lot of value to that particular role. Yeah. And it felt awesome. So. Yeah. Well, I know my experience of being out in venues with you, it's always pretty fun. Thank I, you. I have to admit, Thank you. I will give you that. Thank you. I won't give you much, but I will give you that. <laughs> um, but imagine a road experience where you didn't have someone like that. You need, you need, It'd be terrible. You need someone to, to... The fun buffer. Yeah. You get a little bummed out or you get a little burnt, and there's someone there with a smile who can like yeah. bring you up with that inside joke or a little nickname or a little something yeah. fun who doesn't what, get down. What is the... Like when you're touring with the Sixers when they first started, mm -hmm. like other than being near the music and mm -hmm. being just around it, like were you actively trying to find ways to make, like what were you doing to make the situation or, or the day-to-day -day stuff better as a road manager? Because hmm. you weren't like manager, manager, you were road manager. Not a, no, not manager, manager. Tour manager. Uh, that came later, yeah. yeah. Tour manager. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, uh, on the, having I don't know a, if you're familiar Having a hard with, time figuring out what you did? No, no. <laughs> I'm trying to frame it in an interesting way. Yeah. So uh, on the Enneagram scale, I'm a two. See, I, I don't love the Enneagram thing, but okay. I, I will let you explain it because maybe, you, you. maybe you can enlighten me on, on Enneagram stuff. I Probably know. not, but I will so shed a little what light a on it. A two is a giver. So okay. I like to... I feel happiest when I'm needed or when I am mm. have made myself valuable to someone okay. else. Um, I, and I would so agree with that for on you. the on the road, you can see how a two, a two could be a good tour manager. Oh yeah, for so, sure. So um, just being being the one who had the answers to stuff. People came to me for information. I had to keep everything together, where are we going to go, where, book the hotels, where are we going to be, when are we leaving, where are we stopping for lunch, I got it, here's a spot, I found well, this spot like here. you're like the mom, you're the motherly figure. Yeah, I mean, and it was sort of a natural, it's not lost on me that now I have three sons, yeah. and it's like, you know, I went from taking care of these guys to now taking care of those guys, my own guys, yeah. yeah. Um, but so I think that that's kind of what I brought, it, just this like... Uh, don't worry about it, I'll take care of it, or um, what do you need, and let me take care of whatever it is you need, snacks, something different in the green room, yeah. or information, or a good laugh, yeah. or moving dead cases around, you know, like whatever that thing is. Yeah, so I mean, 
there's there's different band like with different bands come different styles of tours like not every tour mm-hmm. is the same and mm-hmm. i feel like if if you're on a tour that has like a more demanding group of people or a um just more like systems in place mm-hmm. as as it's been worded like you have to have the person there that can take the brunt of those things. Yeah. And like my experience with you is like you were always really good at like separating things and like being the person to to figure it out and like get like make sure every everything's cool. I'll take that. Would would you agree with that yeah. assessment? Sure. Yes. Okay. That feels I can wear that hat. Okay. That feels I mean, right. I think I think it's really good. I'm not. Yeah. There's no dig. There. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's. Uh. I think that I was naturally became good at tour managing because yeah. of those features of my personality. And did you like with the Sixers? Were you doing the stuff with the members of Dispatch like during that or same after, time? Same time as that. So same you were time, kind of like moving in around. the yeah. So like if. If, if the Sixers were playing or over like, 200 shows a year, how are you finding time to do I mean, that? it would only, I would only do something with someone else if I had the dates off. Okay. Like I started, um, I started to, I worked with um, Wilco's management to do their solid sound festival, the mm-hmm. help run the merchandise yeah. scene of that festival that happens every two years. So I would just give Stephen a heads up, like, uh, I'm not going to be able to do, you yeah. know, fill in the blank. I mean, that only happened for the first couple times because then I started managing and got off the road. Yeah. And his schedule didn't matter to me anymore. Right. It, it, didn't, it didn't matter. <laughs> um, and that, but that, the me getting off the road coincided almost to the month with me having my first kid. Was that planned? Um, Not the kid. I don't mean that. But what no, was so, getting off the road? Like, why Why did you get off? Did you want to get off the road before you had kids? Or did you want to have a family and you were like, I need to get off the road? Is that it? I wanted to have a family and started, uh, we started trying to, to yeah. have a baby. And how, how? Once. So. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> you can't see this, but I have a very detailed diagram of exactly what happens. Well, you brought a whole blackboard. <laughs> Yeah. You have chalk and yeah. erasers. It's, it's pretty. And when I flip it over. You became, you're a lot more prepared than me. <laughs> um, no. So, I mean, did you ever think about making making it work as, as a uh, tour manager being on the road and also having a family? And, or they, were you always just like. There wouldn't. There wouldn't. That wouldn't have been a viable option. Okay. To. It just. There's no. There's the no demands way. of an, a baby. Yeah. And. Tour managing, you have to kind of be self. You have to be a available to take care of everybody else. Right. And you you don't that becomes that's impossible, impossible. if you have to take care of an infant. Yeah. That's not so. Um, between my son was, I did the f- tour manage up through the final uh, Sixers tour, which 2012. was tw- 2012, fall 2012, seven years ago, and. Um, Set, finished. I mean, I was you know eight months pregnant. Settled that show. Um, I would have promoters come on to the bus to settle the show, so I could have my feet up at that point in the oh, day. Wow. Uh, I was 
majorly pregnant and my husband wrote a very heavily worded email to everyone in the band before I left for that tour and he said it's like listen you motherfuckers she does not <laughs> yeah <laughs> she doesn't lift anything she's not lifting up. she's not yeah finger. she is not ears anymore yeah um but that tour was great and yeah. uh then I was that sad the end of that yeah for, for, I mean for everyone it or? was it was sad because I I loved doing that I loved traveling I love it's cool when you tour you have people you have friends in Seattle that you know you get to see like twice a year because you know you're going to pass through there yeah and you have random people you know in cities you're never going to vacation to you're never right. going to go out of your way to go back to Fill in the blank, random city. So yeah, I mean, but like being able to drive, doing those drives, those long random stretches in the West that are cool that you are not gonna do once you're choosing specific destinations. Yeah, you know, I do. I miss that kind of stuff to not yeah. be able to see that. That's kind of a bummer. Um, but if you, you know, I was super pregnant and about to become a mom and really excited about that. So any sadness was kind of like. Yeah, that's a bummer, but I also get to do this other really cool thing. Yeah. And I don't know how to I don't want to have a job that doesn't involve working with musicians, so I have to figure this out. Yeah. Um Steven was getting to a spot where I pretty much for that first year of my oldest son's life, I did day I was Steven's day to day. So I did that for a year and then by the end of that year, we figured out you're pretty much doing what a manager does. Right. And his previous management company was, it just made sense to naturally, for me to, to take him on. Just come in and, and fill in the blank. Start for, and get the full commission, you know? I mean, why I was getting a little bit yeah. for doing a lot of stuff. And I decided, well, what, I mean. What were, the, what were some of those things entail when you first started managing? like Day-to-day stuff managing? is like... Uh, maintaining a lot of databases, maintaining the mailing list, sending out newsletters, working on social media, yeah. uh, making sure his instrument insurance is up to date. Um, Actually just reminds me, I need to renew figuring my out, Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, figuring out, uh, you know, that stuff's, regi- all his songs are registered properly. Yeah. I mean, top to bottom. Also... You know, he would say, who's that company? Where did we get our trailer? When did we last get that service? Can you look, you know, so like all the little things to bigger things. Let's try to get, you know, uh, the ASCAP Lounge at Sundance Film Festival. Like, let's try to do that type of stuff. So uh, little picture and big picture, it it's all that stuff in between helping yeah. uh, find designers, graphic designers for album covers, merch, new merch T-shirts, ideas, whatever. whatever it is, yeah. all that stuff. So it's like, will you guys kind of get together and come up with the, like some ideas together, like goals and kind of get on the same page and then you will go and try to execute these things. Yeah. So now you're asking like, what do I do as a manager now? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, well, I guess we're there now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> My company, Marionette Management, the our line is actually before before you say that. Please, sorry. Um, no, apology accepted. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, did you? Was that just a natural thing for you that you wanted to get into, and the family just kind of came first? And you're like, I can't be on the road. It's kind of a bummer. But instead of, you know 
going in a completely different direction professionally, I will start, and I'm just, I'm putting words in your mouth, I guess, but like, was that what you wanted to do, just to to be able to kind of stay around music and and do that whole thing? Yeah, it it made the most sense. It was a really, it was a very natural, it was a very natural progression to go from that to... I, I learned how to do pretty much everything. Okay. So over the course of tour managing and then day to day and working very closely with his previous management company, I saw everything that was involved. And that's kind of where the name Marionette came from as a joke of like, oh, yeah, who's yeah. in control? What yeah. is it? I mean, we're all sort of like, we have the same goals, but forward facing who's going to handle what things. It's but you, all the same But you stuff. saw the opportunity there. And, the, and it seemed like... Well, what else? Well, I have a I have a one year old, and yeah. I have a mortgage, and you know, I this is the most viable way for me to have a flexible schedule, make money, work with people I love. I love yeah. working with, I love working with Stephen. I mean, I can't. We have grown our careers together, yeah, side by side. We are also cousins, so it's just this inseparable. We're Outside of being cousins, we have plenty of cousins we're not friends with, but we are. <laughs> we all do. We are best friends, and we're, there's just this like it's. Yeah. It just works the way you his personality goes. It. Works with how my I allow. We allow each. We give each other a lot of space to be ourselves, and right. it works. So, um. So I didn't want to give any of that up, but then I also needed to grow it. I couldn't just survive on managing one client mm-hmm. and really serve that client by doing the full gamut of what a management company does right. without having other people at the company without having a staff yeah at least an intern you know or yeah. like or so I needed other clients and um I started taking on taking on other clients how many clients do you have right now at this moment I have four okay and I have one intern and one employee so who's your intern his name is Kamal. Kamal. Hey, Kamal. And he goes to the Hart School. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> no, that's great. I have a lot of good friends that went to the Hart School. I know you do. Um, Bronze Radio. They all went there. But, Hello. Um, Dan Mills? No? Dan Mills did not. Oh. Dan, Dan went to Ithaca. Oh. Ithaca College. I hear it's gorgeous. I heard gorgeous. that, too. I read a t-shirt once that said that. <laughs> um... So, and then Dale is works for you? Dale Campbell. Dale Campbell works for you. Who is a woman. She works she for me. Woman. She's a wonderful woman. She receives so many emails on an almost hourly basis. Yeah. Hello, sir. And it is, <laughs> it is awesome. Oh, that's great. Or, or uh, hey, Doug, just, um, yeah. Or, uh, hi, David. Uh, Stephen told me to reach out to you. Yeah. Like, it's Dale. No, it's God Dale. It. It's, it is Dale. I am a it's, woman named Dale. It's Mrs. Dale or Miss Mi- Dale. It, yeah. Miss Dale. Ms. Dale. Ms. Dale, if you're nasty. Hi, it's Ms. Dale here. <laughs> um, yeah. And she lives in Nashville and works remotely. And she does she does all of the day-to-day for Stephen. Do you, like, pawn off a lot of the work you want to do on them? Well. Is that how it works? Uh, on the intern, Are you that yes, guy? yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, absolutely, hundred percent. That's what he does. That's what he's for. Yeah, sorry, and I actually, need to text Jenna back. I'm sorry. No problem. Um, you're gonna edit this out, right? Yes. Great. 
No. <laughs> I'll just do a quick check ski on our phones. Yeah, That's well, you do Genevieve is here, and, and she's been nice enough to go and, like, walk around. and. It's very of, nice of her. Get, ex- get her steps get, in. Get her steps in while yeah. we're... While, get some business business done yeah you have to. hey is that boots factor so you want to make a guest appearance oh not in my podcast what's the deal with technology <laughs> i feel like there's all these things that always happen with the new iphones you've got these new connections i have a, I have a real question why are the mets so bad uh it's ownership <laughs> that's it all right i don't want to interrupt you too sorry right. just just want to say hello. Is is uh, is Jess a good manager? She's the best. She's the best manager. Mm-hmm. I think her artists speak for themselves. Her them her herself for, themselves. For, for but herself. I think but I think that's a biased opinion. That's the best kind of opinion. It is the best kind of opinion. That's right. That's right. All I right. Just, anyway, I, I wanted to say hello. Thanks, and, Boots. Uh, I'm a big fan of After the Gig, um, Audible.com. A lot of people iTunes. think that we don't like each other. Me and you? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love Jesse. Yeah. I mean, pe- yeah. people are idiots. That's crazy. Is this on the message boards? <laughs> yeah. I get emails about it all the time. It's like, are you guys really? all right? Is everything okay? No. We roomed together. We, we had a good together. time. This is... Yes. Let's just squash those... We shared, we shared uh, a hotel room with two queen beds, and we only used one bed. Yeah. There's no use to ruffle any other sheets. We only needed one set. And, and we shared secrets. Secrets. That we can't divulge we here. No. Most of these, most of this is getting edited out. This is where Boots said all the bad things, and I had to take it all out. On with the episode. Oh, it's going to use some now of it. Now you really have I to edit that out. Any of it. <laughs> Boots ruined it. Boots ruined it. Uh, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that Boots phrase, Boots ruined, ruined it. it. Um, but what are like some of the, I mean, what else? Like, are you just home with, with your kids, just managing art? Like, what do you mm. do? Like, no, what do you I mean, doing? that sounds so sad. It does sound uh, sad. I no. mean, you come out to a lot of shows. So stuff. my company's line is working with artists to bring their vision to life. So mm-hmm. I would say my, my management style is different than other companies. It is not so much... I know how your career needs to go, so I'm going to I'm going to be the driver, and you listen to me, and I'll bring you places, kid. It's not like hey, kid, I'll take you places yeah, you need to go. Uh, you know, I mean, and maybe that doesn't really exist anymore. I bet it does, but it's I just d- not I definitely my. I think it does. It's 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 not my it's not my style. Well, I think it's more these days like, oh, are you is what you do in like what we think is going to be the thing? Yeah. No. See you later. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but so I work best with artists who, or I also manage a couple producers, and that's you know similar similar vibe, but different workload. But um, what what is in what does entail like what does that mean? Managing a producer. Yeah. So with a producer, they if you think about what their role is. Sorry, this is so rude. Go ahead. I wasn't going to say anything. If you think about what their role is with them, they have to represent what they do as their own commodity and yeah. and like handle money. I mean, going up to someone and saying, well, yeah, I can produce your record, but I'm a thousand dollars a track right. and, you know, whatever. Um, or I could maybe produce your record. Why don't you email my manager and I can 
help keep track of their calendar and vet projects and you deal with the nuts and bolts really and then make sure you know they're not going to say for themselves yeah well you know it's 50 percent up front to lock it in and yeah. but a manager can because right. it is in my best interest to make sure that their calendar is nice and tightly packed full and of it projects also, and it also keeps the artists and producers relationships separate exactly from exactly yeah. it's yeah. they're just focused on the art they're not focused on yeah it, there, nothing else is in the room with them. And just for that example of how like we've we've dealt with that together, like if I, you know, in the past went on a tour with Steven, I would get an email from you getting right. the offer and like yeah. talking about the money and whatever. Yeah. And that's that's how it keeps like the yeah. you know, I know that's you guys talk be. to each other about it anyway. And like, I mean, you guys know each other because it's his thing. Yeah, it's but not, it's I like have to, yeah. At least I don't have to have a potentially awkward conversation yeah. with Steven. Yeah. I have it with you. Yeah. So. And it makes it better. And it makes it way better. And, and actually, and, and you dealt with some of those first conversations I've ever had about that in touring <laughs> and stuff like that. And you yeah. were very sweet. You know, cool. As much as I joke with you good. aside, I think, I think you're very good at it. Well, I'll take that. Thank um, you very much. But <clears throat> with that, like... With that said, I'm wondering why you haven't offered to be my manager. <laughs> well, if you let <laughs> me... Fucking <laughs> 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 Fucking idiot. <laughs> Total idiot. Um, so I... Maybe this will answer your question. The artists and produ- the people, the clients I take on, mm-hmm. they need to... I need to work with clients who know what they're trying to do, know what, yeah. the, what the hell's going on, have an understanding of the industry, and, and have an, a, a picture of what their goals are. What are we trying to do? What are we trying to get done? And then individually with, with my clients, I have these meetings. What's our 18-month plan or a 12-month plan? Or mm-hmm. what are we trying to do? In Stephen's case, he's putting out a book. Uh, we're going back to Europe. Yeah. And um, there are some speaking engagements, private events there's like all kinds of stuff and we parse out look at the year and parse out where it's all going to go what's it going to look like and then i can turn around and give that plan to we know and then when you look at that there's a a division of labor of what's going to fall on steven what falls on marionette to get done and then it focuses you it allows us to you know we we're on the phone all the time or several times a week at least if we're both really busy just checking in seeing Mm -hmm. how everything's going that's on the list and I do that with uh, Brian Dunn is another, he, I think he was That's just right. on your podcast. He yeah. is another client of mine, the newest addition to the roster, the most developing artist I've ever worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do the same thing. We have a record coming out. He didn't really have a team when we started working together. Yeah. So building that team has been a huge piece of the goal before you can even get to, where do you want to be in a year? If you want to be anywhere, we got to flesh out this team. So working on that together, um, that, and then seeing where we want to go, see who has the relationships, and tackle each piece. You know, as, any, as it falls. Do any of the clients uh, suffer because of an addition of a new client? Um, I would say or? you would you that could happen at any level. Of the industry. So, but there's no, there's no way for a company to grow without adding more clients. Mm. And there's no way 
it would not be a sustainable operation to just have a client unless that client is making stupid money. And then they can, then you can do just have one, right, I just guess. Just have one client. Yeah. Um, but if I don't want to just, again. rude. If I'm not looking to just, you know, have my company atrophy and turn it in and just like, all right, well, now I'm going to stay at home and yeah. make casseroles. Uh, I, <laughs> I have to. Incredible. <laughs> it does I don't know what you have against Snow casseroles. I love a good hot dish. Yeah. For all you Midwestern listeners out there, it's called a hot dish. They won't know casserole. It's hot really? dish. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hot dish. Hot dish. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. That see and if Those you, you Midwesterners could be a nickname. I would like a hot dish for the next time I'm in your town. Would that not be a great nickname? Hot dish for you? I don't know. Not really. I like it better than Chardonnay. That's for goddamn sure. It's a great nickname. It's not a great nickname. It is. A great first nickname. of all, the story in which it was based off of is not true. That doesn't always matter. It does matter it does when it's your nickname. Matter. It doesn't really matter. If, if that was the case, then I would call Steven uh, uh, Vodka Soda Splash of Cran. If but that doesn't have the same ring to it. If you name based off a random drink. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But just mm. that situation. Anyway, mm. it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. We've come, we've come this far. I hear you. Um, Hot dish. <laughs> <laughs> um, what... So we're talking about what we're talking about, client suffer. That makes sense what you said because if you know it's not a sustainable business model to have to have one client that's you know whatever at at this level or any level. Right. I mean, and not to disparage the incomes of each individual client. That's like their lifeblood. But but to run a whole company, to pay employees, to be able to to afford childcare. Separate podcast, but the costs of childcare are almost prohibitive for some people, for some parents to work mm-hmm. because childcare is so expensive. Yeah. And I do have three kids and the oldest is in public school, which is free. And now my second one is in free preschool, but the baby who's going to be two in a week and a half, he needs childcare yeah. or he's in my face and mm-hmm. I love him, but I can't be productive and serve mm-hmm. my clients if he is around. Right. So to have enough money to afford the lifestyle, the staff, the infrastructure of my company, I need more clients. Yeah. And but and you can always blame things on your baby. So true. I do it all the time. <laughs> but you can't and also think of that one client. If I were to hollow it out and just devote my time to one client, mm-hmm. do they want a company that's just this one person trying right. to meet their needs? Yeah, or would they rather like- have a company that has more employees, more clients, more resources, and more relationships? If well, even I'm the perception of you being the only one there just running around like crazy isn't a good It's not look. cute. It's not a good it's look. It's not cute. It's not it's a good not, look. No. No. But the more clients you have, if you're able to do it well, mm-hmm. then they come with their own opportunities and relationships and new connections to right. make. And that is only if done right, going to benefit the rest of the roster. How did you develop some of those connections early on? Like where you just did it start off as day-to-day stuff and when you were on the road, did you, you did you keep records of the people and the venues that you were talking to or industry well, folks? So a lot of it is natural relationships, natural yeah. connections, being a warm, personable, memorable person. Who on your team is that person? <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> um, 
but you just, you know, there's maybe other industries are the same way. They have to be. But networking is really important and yeah. being able to keep in touch with people and right. and maintain relationships that actually are organic, not just I'm going to keep you around because I might need because something I might from need you, something from you. But like. Wow, what you do is really interesting. Maybe there's something that makes sense for us to do together down the road. Yeah. Or maybe there's an opportunity that would present itself for us to partner on something. Yeah. And that feels cool. That yeah. doesn't feel like an ask or a grab or like a, I don't know, like a greedy, sleazy thing. It feels like what you would do to grow your business. I struggle with that sometimes, feeling like I'm just contacting people because I need something. Yeah. When, when like, in reality, you need something. But I don't know. I just... I feel bad sometimes. Well, if because I don't want it to feel like that. Sure. Because I'm a genu- like I feel like I'm a genuine person. I genuinely like the people that I deal with, but like most of them. But like I just no offense taken. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I don't know when you need something and and you're trying to get something done. It's hard to not feel like you're like this nagging person. So and there's well, an I art think to there's, that. I think there it, but there is. But also if you think of it less as I need something from you and shift it a little bit to what I do I have? Like, do. What, or what do I have? What can I offer you? Like, make it more of a partnership as opposed to a one way yeah. give. Right. I mean, and also, I think you would, you could get there. One could get there. One who needs to network, if you're mm. listening, could get there by just practicing building maintaining connections and maintaining mm-hmm. relationships, even with people who you don't think, you know, you don't want to hang out with all the time. That's right. fine. But, uh, shooting, shooting someone a text because you saw something that made you think of them. And remember that, you know, maybe if it's a promoter shooting them an email, yeah. Oh, I saw this thing, you know, thought you might take that. Or in my case, an agent or another management company or another, you know, I don't know. I just, it's, or, or people from companies, different yeah. companies that might Keeping want to sponsor a client's tour or, okay. you know yeah. what I mean? Like anyone, anyone or someone moderately famous who likes one of my clients, Yeah, you know, trying to maintain a relationship with that person. Right. I mean, usually those are fun, so it's not work to maintain them, but right. like, you know, yeah. but, but point is you don't need to just uh only reach out to people when you need something because that's going to be a dead end that's going to be cold that's not right because if they if they feel it and sense it like why would you respond if you're that person that's being reached out to i guess and you're just like all right the last four texts i got from this person were like (laughs) you know i need can i get this i need this can (laughs) i have this i always feel bad asking people for like guest list stuff and and you know you're just like all right i'm sorry well guest list i don't know that guest list is something you should feel too bad asking for no, I mean, I don't feel bad when it's, like, someone I've played for, you know, but, um, but sure. if it's, if I, like, there is going to be a situation in the near future where I'm like, hey. Hypothetical. Steven, there's a Guster <laughs> show at the Columbus Theater in Providence. Can you get my sister on the list? Like, that stuff I feel, like, weird about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, trying to use a relationship to help. I guess it's different if it's, like, my family, but. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've always felt weird about things like that, asking asking for things. But I guess you have to. Or ask it in a way that is like, hey, dude, no pressure if you can't make this work. That's what I usually say. And But, you know, what are the chances of X, Y, Z going down? Yeah. 
if not no bigs yeah so that if it is Play a it no cool. then it you know then, then there's no, no damage deal. right right but it also gives if you really want it then it gives them a serious out <laughs> but if it's an if it's easy for them to do right exactly they're gonna do it right yeah i don't know i feel like it's it's a relationship game yeah and that's i don't know I really that's all I have to tell you about that. Yeah, it is. What it else is. what else you got? But if you like chatting with people and you like hanging with people, then I do. I love doing and doing this is great. And 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 I feel like doing this specific thing like the podcast has, yeah. has gotten me opportunities and and even just like getting to sit down and get to know somebody that yeah. I've been on the road with that I didn't really know very well. For sure. Just get to know them really well. Yeah. And it's been great. Good. And then you get a little content for the socials. A little content for the socials of the medias. People love that. Yeah. What else do you want to talk Unless about? Unless they're bad. We're at 45 minutes. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, Is there something that you're like, I really wish I want people to know this about, about Jessica? What artists uh-huh. have things coming up that you're like, I'm excited about this. Is there going to be a barbecue next there year? There is. We're okay. working. We're finalizing all the details right now, but it's going to be June 12th and 13th in Vienna, Virginia. At uh, Jam and Java. Jam and Java. We're cool. working out. We're finalizing all of it right now, but that's that's the deal with the Westin and the same the only park. It's the 10th annual, so that's going to be kind of mm. sexy, kind of fun. It, is there going to be any big surprises? Uh, still working on the surprises. Okay. Keep you posted. KYP. Um, my client, Brian Dunn, his record that was produced by Andrew Sarlo that is really fantastic comes out April 10th. Can't wait to hear it. He played he played a song. Oh, nice. Uh, and that will be so at that, the end of the podcast. So. That's uh, That comes out April 10th. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, my client, Jordan Hamlin, she's a producer, lives in Nashville, Tennessee. She owns a studio called Moxie. Mm-hmm. And that's where Steven recorded Objects in the Mirror. But Mm -hmm. uh, Leon Bridges made his new record there. Um, A lot of good stuff is coming out of that studio. And she is, um, I mean, she's a powerhouse. And the studio is gorgeous. And it is booking up super fast and full of awesome stuff. And uh, Marionette is going to take over the, like, admin and calendar of that in the new year. Okay. but that is uh, that's a beautiful spot. Moxie dot space m o x e dot space. Um, I feel like I feel like now that you're it's sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like now that your youngest is is two mm-hmm. is a little older. Yeah, you're like more involved now, and I feel like you're really you're liking where you're at now. I dig where I'm at. Okay. I also see a little light. At the end of the tunnel of like being okay. c- covered in babies and right. just like this no, it's still really tricky right now yeah. with the divide of childcare and work time and my clients have to put up with, you know, uh, when they, when I pick up the phone because they're calling, they might hear some shit on the other end. They might hear someone cry, especially if it's after 4 p.m. They're going to hear some crying. Yeah. They're going to have to hold on a second while I wipe yeah. a butt or make some dinner or whatever it yeah. is. But I, I am working really hard to get it done because I think if I can get through this phase of life, yeah. it, my life is not all about my kids. And so yeah. they have to kind of hold on or everyone kind of has to hold on. And while I get through this phase, 
on the other Can't side of it kids to hear that. is all of this. Well, they need to know that their parents' <laughs> lives do not revolve around them right. because they will be assholes if they do. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of this is time for me to devote to my work and to my clients and to making their vision happen. Yeah. And that's what I'm really into. So no, it's cool. And I can sense it. I can sense that you're like, there's less, less strain, I guess. Less, okay. less panic, not panic, but like okay. less like, what's going on? You know, yeah. because when I, when, when I was like playing more with Steven, like two years ago, yeah. you, I was around you a lot when you were like making things happen and doing stuff. And, yeah. and now like, as you're sitting here, you're like, I got this. You know, I'm all set. Yeah. Figure this out. I'll figure it out. So I do have an incredible husband. Yeah. Who also works who really, has one really of the hard. Best names. <laughs> he does. He does. He has a good first name. Very good first name. It's Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Jesse. <laughs> Jesse and Jessica sitting here with Jesse Humphrey. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. But and then uh, any producers of yours producing some albums coming up right now or nothing to speak of well my uh uh client jamie mefford who's done all the gregory allen isaacoff records um greg's newest record was nominated for a grammy really so that's pretty exciting yeah best folk album he's and jamie um, worked on that uh gregory is is a reach goal for me to get on this podcast oh yeah yeah i would love to to sit down with him and have oh, a man. chat i think he's a very interesting fellow i wonder if you had any natural connections through relationships hmm. A little practice Weird. and some networking. I'm yeah, not. Let's see I'm. If I yeah. Fuck it up. <laughs> if, it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, then I all will the listeners know. I not get you, Greg, on this podcast. Come on. It's not happening. Please. I don't. I'm Pretty not a direct please. line to Gregory Allen Isaacoff. Oh, who does? Nobody does. He lives on a farm in the middle of nowhere. I know, man. If only he had produced part of Steven's record, if only. which he did. <gasps> he did. <gasps> what? <gasps> Southwest Northeast. Oh my God. West. This anyway, is stupid. we gotta stop doing that. That's what I want to. <laughs> um, no, I mean it would be great. I think I the couple times that I've talked with him and met him for you know just a second, I think yeah. he's interesting. I think the way yeah. I think the way he produces records and yeah. makes sounds is interesting and yep. different than one other you know whatever. Yeah. Um, so Greg, if you hear this, please come on my show. Jamie, um, if you hear this, don't answer Jesse's calls to get Greg on your <laughs> podcast, Jamie. She's just kidding. She has her own just kidding face on. Um, well, Jess, thank you. Thank you so much. This was fun. It, even though it was short and I was trying to like make stupid jabs at you in the beginning, I think, I think it's good. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> good. What I music look forward would you to... like on your episode? Some oh. Brian Dunn, some Stephen Kellogg? I would like some Brian Dunn for sure. Okay. And yeah, and some Stephen Kellogg. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks, Jess. You're welcome. Oh, wow. you know what you should play? Who? All the Love That Comes to Me, because it's a co-write. I, I wrote it. I think he's been, I think he's, I think that song has been on, on a, on a show already. I think it was either on Steven's oh. episode or, or. Fine. Then just play Milwaukee, because that's my favorite song ever. Milwaukee's your favorite song ever? Is I mean, there's a verse about me. Yeah. Yeah. There's a real verse about me and how I was really sad that I would it's die alone. Of, it's kind of a long song. Just play the second verse. Okay. I'll okay. play the second verse. That's good. Deal. Fine. All right. Deal. All right. Out. Handshake. Done. There Sign it, it. Bye. Good night. Well, Jessica, she's afraid she won't find love. She says that she ain't never home.
So there's the episode with Mrs. Jessica Martin. Um, really had a good time talking with her. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, uh, check out the Patreon, the patreon.com slash after the gig. Um, email into the show at after the gig pod at gmail.com. I'm going to leave you with a Brian Dunn song called I Hope You Could Make It, or I Hope I Can Make It to the Show. It's just a cool, chill way to vibe out of this episode. We're going to vibe out of the episode. So here it is, Brian Dunn, with I Hope I Can Make It to the Show. See you next week. See you on the rock boat. Well, I never stood a chance Being cool in any sense I've never once been inside looking up And I thought at least by now I would know the way around But I never feel at ease among the crowd Got a heart that beats too fast And a head that won't slow down It's been dogging me since I don't even know But I'd like to meet your friends If the moment should allow And I hope that I can make it to your show That you wouldn't even notice anything You're too patient, too kind You don't seem to mind But I'm neither And I'm scared of what they think Oh my God I've got a heart that beats too fast And a head you can't slow down been dogging me since I don't even know But I'd like to meet your friends If the moment would allow And I hope that I can make it to your show Like to meet your friends, meet your 